0: To a brand new shell heads My name's Sergio, and with me is my buddy Jeff.
1: Hi. That's
0: that's all you got for me, Jeff? Just a just a hey. What's up? Oh no. Like, tell me you're in your mid forties without saying you're in your mid forties. Go and talk.
1: <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good, Sergio. How are you? I'm very good. It's been a turtle week. It has. It's a lot, man. Stacked up. Like, th- everybody is just pooping out news left and right. Not necessarily from Uh But get ready, folks, for a cornic- cornucopia? Yes, that's the cornucopia? right word. Yes. yes. Full of just fat baby Ninja Turtle news.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get news, like, I. Th- I would love to sit here and chat with you for a few minutes and be like, "Oh, no, but we have stuff to get to." What's our first segment?
1: It's time to see what's in Sergio's cornucopia.
0: <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds real gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got a couple things. Nothing, <coughs> actual, nothing huge. Um, so. We talked about okay, and this one I'm a little embarrassed about. Remember last week when we talked about that stupid uh, cassette tape?
1: Oh, you didn't. I of course I did.
0: Have you met me?
1: Yes, I have several times. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the
0: TMNT Let's Kick Shell uh audio release that um, Enjoy Tunes Records released for on their website and the way i justified it in my mind at the time was as as i said on the last show uh i already own the the release on vinyl and so hey if with all of the other vinyl releases i have i also have the cd so why not buy this i have to be consistent right yeah i guess so uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look. It doesn't take much in my brain to justify a stupid purchase. Uh, I got the red one because Raphael is my favorite turtle. Yeah. I, 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 look. I did stop. I was instead of buying the entire collection, I just bought one. Okay. So, so I, I, I practiced a little bit of uh, you know, self control. Uh, the other thing, the other thing in my box, Jeff. Is not really in my box. More of like a, it's uh, I, I got an email. So I guess it's in my email box. Um, do you, I think we talked about this a while back. Um, back when uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed was newer. I, I know you're familiar with the game, right? Yeah. So Hot Wheels Unleashed is a video game available on all major platforms. I think it might be on Switch. I don't know. It's definitely available on Xbox, PlayStation and Steam. Well. The reason we talked about it is because there are five Ninja Turtles cars in it. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't going to buy them. But then I saw them and I played the game and the game is pretty rad. Uh-huh. And then they were on sale. Like seventy percent off on sale. Hey, yeah. So I got them real. Like the, the purchase was very affordable. It was like four fifty for the whole whole collection. I think is how much I paid. Let me let me see if I can if I, if if I can find my uh my receipt. Yeah, I spent four twenty five. It's not I got bad. The, yeah, I got the Leonardo car, the Michelangelo car, the Shredder car, Donatello and Raphael cars. Um. I didn't see a turtle van or the party wagon, which is the true crime here. Right. Let me let me do a quick steam search for party wagon. Yeah, nothing comes up. Let's search turtle van. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see anything. So maybe I just missed it. They absolutely have the rights to make a turtle van for that game why they wouldn't is beyond me you can get things like the the mystery machine uh and you can get like bugs bunny themed cars and batman themed cars in it like it's got a nice assortment of extra dlc you can buy for it uh but most importantly the game is rad it's really really cool have you played it i have not like, I got it, I don't even know how I got it. I, it might have been in, in a Humble Bundle at some point, but, because I'm playing it on PC, and the the fidelity on the cars, like, the cars look heavy. They look like little Hot Wheels cars. You know, like, the, the shredder car has the, the metallic paint job, and yeah, as you're driving, the metallic paint job, you know, shimmers in, you know, in under the lights of the of the tracks like it's it's really cool and it looks amazing it runs great and most importantly it's a kart racer that you don't have to worry about items in well that's always good like i appreciate a good kart racer with items but nothing's more frustrating than getting in front and just being mowed down by someone in fifth place oh yeah it's very annoying You know, that's a different genre. Like this is more of an arcade racer that uh, like if you if you can get in front and then run clean laps, you're probably going to win, which is how actual racing works. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, I really appreciated that. What was the name of it again? Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, it's a. It's cool. The best car is the shredder car. So congratulations, Russ. The best car is the shredder car. Uh, it does look pretty sick yes and it runs great um that is all that's in my box okay Uh, let's move on to our next segment then
1: and now it's time for secret of the news
0: (sighs) it's news time jeff that's right uh, and with any luck we can keep this news segment shorter than our main topic because we've got a bunch oh yes uh wh-
1: what do you want to talk about first ooh should we talk about the the the, the leak first or should we like kind of you know dangle the pizza slice in front of everybody and just kind of make them wait a little bit let's i i'm i'm a fan of dangling okay so, okay. so,
0: so, what, what tiny news topic do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, well, I wouldn't say this is a tiny news topic, um, but the original uh, '80s cartoon cast are having a reunion at the Hill Country Comic Con in New Braunfels, Texas, uh, on March fourth. That's uh, Saturday through March fifth. Um, that's Townsend like just like two weeks from now, uh, right? It's Coming up quick. Yeah. Uh, so for all you people in Texas, uh, if you're you know love the original show and want to get autographs by Townsend Coleman, Cam Clark, Barry Gordon, Rob Paulson, and Renee Jacobs, now will be you know a good time to go. Um, they've got a great lineup of people. They're uh, going to be there, so. Um, should be a guaranteed good time. Take whatever turtle merch you got that I would preferably, you know, say to keep it on, you know, brand to the 80s cartoon, um, since that's what they did. Or, hey, take Shredder's Revenge, your co- your copy of that, to get signed. That'd be great. That but don't be- want Jacobs to sign it because she didn't do the voice on that. Uh, <laughs> I-, I love your um, your
0: strict adherence to... Like, this isn't even me making fun of you or picking at you. I absolutely love your ad- adherence, to. If they're not in the show,
1: I don't want their their autograph on the show. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense to get a 2K3 poster signed by them, you know. I know,
0: I know. But, you know, a casual fan would be like, I got a Turtles thing. Let me let them sign it, you know. Yeah. Sure. Like, uh, sometimes on... Kevin Eastman's website he'll sign some stuff that are it's 2k3 and I'm like don't do that bro you had nothing to do with that yeah I'm sure you invented the characters yes okay like high five but you didn't work on the show don't sign that yeah I guess that's that's just me that's just me well
1: I you know I I get it it's like me getting something from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show signed by Charles Martinet he was not involved right yeah Mm or 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 getting Miyamoto
0: to sign something from the Super Mario Super Show. Yeah.
1: I might would still do that, but <laughs> <laughs> just for the heck of it, but no. Uh
0: okay, okay. Well, uh Texas listeners, check it out or don't.
1: What's next? Well, you remember um, you know, those weird crossover figures that came out first we got you know cobra kai and i'm like well that's that's done that's over with it's like stranger things what okay it's like and now street fighter well the real crossover is actually happening yeah the, this is so it's a
0: comic series from idw that's what presumably 5 issues is is yeah. that what they announced this is ultra weird, like not that it exists, but it's it's ultra weird that the figures came out and then they're like, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's make a comic. Yeah. Like that. in, in my mind, that's how it happened, uh, because it, it takes a lot longer to 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 um spin up a, a group of figures than it does to write and release a comic. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What's what's your opinion on this?
1: I mean, generally you you want, you know, some media before you do, you know, action figures, you know, whether it be comic, a TV show, a movie, whatever. But it's happening whether we, you know, want it or not. But, (laughs) you know, I'm going to read it you know i'm going to check it out cuz i love street fighter and you know i'm i'm hoping that the turtles uh will have their uh you know tournament fighter powers or something something to that effect there're hopefully some nods or something um maybe
0: like it 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 looks and you know i might be wrong but it looks like this is in the idw canon yeah because jenica's there this is true. Uh, she doesn't exist in any other canon, so I, I'm sure there's there's a way for them to write this as, just like a spinoff that she, isn't that where she's included, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it would be really dope if Ryu and Ken were just part of, <laughs> part of Turtles canon now. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't like I. I liked Street Fighter as a kid. I'm not much of a fighting games guy. Yeah.
1: I'm a, I'm a casual for it. I enjoy it. Um, I don't, you know, play it to, you know, compete or anything like that. You know, although I, I will play against others. There was one guy that I, I played against uh, that was like he was smarting off saying that he was like the best. And he clearly wasn't. <laughs> so i i I lulled him into a false sense of security for a while and then i was like all right cracked all the knuckles it's time to get to work and he didn't win another game after that which was nice you hustled him you you should have put some money down bro i should have
0: (laughs) uh all right okay so that's that's happening which it's not it's not coming out till May. So at that point, I believe the Power Rangers crossover will be over. The Armageddon game will definitely be over. So uh, there's there's room, in, you know, in the market for. For this crossover, uh, go ahead, do it.
1: Um, What's next? Uh, let's see here. Uh, the uh, Donatello Portable Portal is shipping now from NECA. Is it shipping? Did they announce that it's shipping?
0: Oh, pre-orders. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm like I the so I I did the pre-order, yeah. Yeah. So it's we talked about this existing last episode. Yeah. Uh but to see it full on, you know, an, announced and thrown up for pre-order within the 2 weeks that we wait between episodes is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh it looks like You're able to swap out the screens on the portal. That's very cool. That is really cool. And I I guess since those are theoretically, you know, I'm not going to do this because I might do this. uh, But you could trace around the stencil and then like print out whatever you would like to put in the portal background.
1: Oh, I encourage our artist friends to do that that would be amazing make custom portal backgrounds for your oh, uh yeah. donatello's portal generator
0: we, they 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 could they, they, <laughs> they make a portal to the shell heads
1: yeah oh that'd be awesome yeah like it's it's
0: it's kinda it's really cool uh it's like forty five yeah it's like forty five bucks I don't think it's still available uh it was let me see me hit up the NECA store because they put it up for pre-order yesterday I think it was yesterday and usually when you pre-order stuff through NECA they kind of disappear quick yeah well it says here you can still pre-order it as of today which is the 22nd so hopefully it's still up by the time this is published hopefully so let's see what's next uh yeah, what's next, Jeff? Uh
1: well, uh continuing that figure train, uh Holothon
0: 2.0. Right? That's right, Holothon is back. Um it's that it's uh, if you remember from last year, Holothon was that big target event uh that released a bunch of figures uh from NECA and I believe there might have been no, it's all NECA. Um and it, it it wasn't anything that's like super rare or anything but basically it's just like hey we're going to stock the shelves of your local target with a lot of figures because you know this, this is it's like an event to get you in stores it looks like it was a success because they're bringing the thunder with holothon 2.0 and looking at the list here it it it's basically all of the upcoming ninja turtle releases Are going to be available in the next few weeks. Hallathon 2.0 is the first week of March. We're looking at about what three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, three, four hundred dollars worth of figures, assuming all of these, you know, are released, you know, within the next two and a half weeks. No, maybe five to six hundred dollars because I just took a bigger look at the (laughs) list. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, so. There's T Ronan Ronin Ultimate Red and Black, which looks like just a new paint
1: job on a last Ronin figure that we've already seen. Yeah, the images that that uh popped up, it looked like uh well, the best way I can put it is the the, the baked version of um Sarah Connor from the Nightmare Dream on Terminator Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, not that horrific, but you got that, you know, burnt in, you know, sunburn, melty thing going on. Yeah, it's it's real hard to tell exactly what
0: this figure is going to be simply because all of the box art or all of the, the images of it are super red and black. The box is super red and black. So. And then the figure, there's no good pictures of the figure on the internet. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But it looks like a paint job, is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, then let's see what else we have. Scroll up uh, Mona Lisa versus Dirk Savage, mm-hmm. uh, Ultimate Rex One, Lotus versus Chakahachi, Rhino Man and Mighty Hog. The black and white Usagi Yojimbo, the TMNT animated series accessory set, which looks like it comes with the four baby turtles that we knew were coming. Uh, Jersey Red and Grunt 2-pack, which is two of the the gangsters or the gang members. Uh, Mirage Comics Shredder Clones, which is the big one and the tiny one because we already have the middle sized one. And then there's six that I'm not sh- positive are going to be part of that Holothon, but six that look like they're coming to targets very soon: uh, Dreadmon, Jaguar, uh, Man Ray, Casey Jones as the Phantom of the Opera, the other Thug two pack, uh, Short Gangster and Tall Thug, <laughs> and Ultimate Zog. Yeah, that is that's a bunch that is a lot. Uh and uh, uh, if if you believe the internet, which you know, there everything on the internet is true. Apparently, they're already showing up in stores on the West Coast.
1: I actually have seen some images of uh fully stocked shelves. Yeah. Um so so it it looks like the um
0: what is it? The Fulfillment chain has, has recovered from its post-COVID nightmare, and Target is actually getting things uh, on schedule now. Yeah. Which is great for collectors, bad for pocketbooks. Very bad for pocketbooks. Yeah, but a lot of these look really good, and they are exactly what we expected. The only thing I, I wasn't positive on was the accessory set. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we don't really have an image of... The turtles in it, at least not from this link we're looking at. Uh, But if it's got the four baby turtles in it, I'm buying that. Yeah, because they are adorable. They are. Uh, Is there anything I missed? Anything that we missed in that, Jeff?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think that's all of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was wondering because I've been to Target a lot in the past few months and no new figures were hitting the shelves at all. So I was wondering if if maybe NECA had like slowed down their their release cadence. Apparently not. They've just been stocking them up waiting for Holothon. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, what is the next piece of news?
1: Uh, Last Ronin 2.
0: Yeah. So the worst kept secret in all of comics is true. Uh, so as as you probably know, there is currently a Last Ronin series hitting uh, comic sh- stop shops right now called The Lost Years uh, that kind of tells a backstory to how, you know, my, how the Last Ronin became, you know, as jaded as he as he was at the beginning of the Last Ronin series. It also kind of tells you what's going on with the, I'm just going to say it, the new generation of turtles. You can't not, at this point, we have to spoil it. Yeah. Because that's the onus of The Last Ronin 2. There are new Ninja Turtles. Yep. Uh, Our four beloved turtles are dead. Uh, And in The Last Ronin 2, we're going to follow the, uh, The new four turtles that are, you know, clones created by uh, Casey Marie Jones. And we'll see. We'll see. Like, so far, like, I've read the first Last Ronin Lost Years. So far, they've tried real hard to establish personalities with these four new turtles. And Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just old, but they ain't sticking yet. Ooh. Uh, Of course, only half the book is dedicated to those four turtles, so... It's, right. probab- it's probably not that big a deal that I, d- you know, don't really know them yet. Uh, their names are Odin, O-D-Y-N, Odin, uh, Yi, Moha, and Uno. Huh. Interesting. Which, if I understand correctly, are they're all – their name is One in foreign languages. Hmm. Yeah, so – Last Ronin 2 is going to start after the last, the the lost years and whatever the, the, uh, lost day one shot that Kevin Eastman is working on comes out. And I, I hope it's good. I, I enjoyed the last Ronin. What, what do you think?
1: I enjoyed it too. Um, it's like, where do you go from here? You know, how do you top that? Um, but you know, as always, you know, it just gives us, you know, another episode to do, <laughs> you know, always what, con- content, no, always content, you know, so, Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting to see where, you know, it's going to go. Yeah. At, at
0: some point it, it's going to bug me that it's called the last Ronin. Yeah. Because the last Ronin. Is dead. Yeah, you know what do you what do you call this new group of turtles? Electric googaloo. No. <laughs> <laughs> two ninja two turtles.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: okay. You're welcome, IDW. You're welcome.
0: That's right. Yeah. Just credit me as a co co writer. Throw me a few dollars. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about cartoonist kayfabe. Okay. Yeah. So right after we recorded last time, uh, Peter Laird did an interview with cartoonist kayfabe. We talked about that last time, right? I believe so. I think we did. Yeah. Um, and apparently he enjoyed doing it so much uh, that he called up his buddy Kevin Eastman, or I, I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but they convinced both of them to be on mic at the same time to talk about old comics. And of course it's done through zoom because everything, you know, in, in in the modern world is done through zoom. Uh, But these two dudes who are comic creators uh, and content creators on the internet got to have a long form interview with Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird together. Mm -hmm. A couple of them, actually, they, they published two of them. In a matter of like a week or two. So, yeah,
1: it's a uh, did you get a chance to watch it? I, I have not. There's three of them. uh Last time I checked, there could be four now. I don't know. So this
0: like this interview series, like the conceit is let's sit down with Peter Laird and talk about. The first issue, and that's what the first episode is or the, the first of, you know. The the interviews is, is Peter Laird just kind of breaking down issue one um, when they release their second episode. It's Peter, Peter and Kevin talking about issue two, which is is awesome. Like we never hear them talk about anything past the first issue. Mm-hmm. The third episode is them talking about issue number three. And we're talking they do a deep dive on like um Art artist techniques and like panel composition and, you know, how you put together a page to make the action look like action. You know, like these these two dudes know their stuff when it comes to comics and art and composition. Mm -hmm. The the interviews, though, they get way off topic a lot. These two dudes bring it back to, you know they try to bring it back to the comics and I don't, I, mean, I don't blame them. Uh, apparently their names are Jim and Ed, but just, just to sit down and have a conversation with Peter and, and, and Kevin, like d- they can take the conversation wherever they want. They're the creators of Ninja Turtles. If they don't want to talk about issue three, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but, but we do get a lot of stories about the early days of Mirage and, uh, they, they talk about some of the, uh, some of their their fellow artists that they had you know employed there, uh, they, they talk they talk about, you know, Kevin moving around New England, trying to work, work with lobsters while Pete and his wife live somewhere else. And they go deep, which is that, really cool. That is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, nothing I've seen with either of them has ever made me want to meet them until these interviews. Really? Yeah. You know, well, I've always kind of, you know, it's always been, hey, I'd love to meet those two dudes. But it's never been, I need to pursue meeting them. Yeah. Now I think I might be going to the Memphis Comic Con.
1: Well, I mean, it, that that's just Kevin though, right?
0: That's just Kevin.
1: Yeah. But that is
0: half of half of them, you know. True. So I might be going to Memphis Comic Con. Uh, it's It's probably an expensive trip where I don't get what I want out of it. But this interview made me want to just. I just, I'm a podcaster. Like I should be pursuing sitting down with these dudes. Yeah, you know. So we'll we'll see what we can do. I'm not promising anything. Uh, I I suggest everyone watch them. They're they're fascinating interviews. Uh, and Cartoonist Kayfabe. I'm really glad they were able to put it together. They do a fantastic job talking about comics. Yeah, which is really what it's about. Right. And, and I, I I cannot praise them enough for putting this together. Yeah. I, yeah, I I hate that. I hadn't watched the first one when we talked last time, because I probably would have talked a lot about it, but now that I've watched them, dude,
1: watch them. It's it's on the list. Yeah. Um, we have one more piece of news. Well, I think we've dangled that proverbial pizza in front of their faces long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. This is, this is a big one, folks.
0: So when does Mutant Mayhem come out later this year, like August, September, something like that? Yeah. So naturally, when you're making a movie, a kid's movie, you want to have toys in front of the kids when the movie comes out. Yeah. Which means people are working on those toys way in advance. Mm hmm. Well, uh. (laughs) <laughs> Our buddies <laughs> over at Playmates uh, who they have like the eternal license to, to make retail Turtles figures. They uh, they had some images leak of. I, I'm presuming that these are final designs. If they're not final designs, they're pretty close. Yeah. Of several of the figures from the line uh, for that movie. Uh, we've got Leo, Donnie, Mike, Raf, Bebop, Rocksteady, Splinter, Leatherhead, and a character named Superfly.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with that. Uh, yeah. But so, what's really weird and interesting is he's got looks like he's got Baxter's gun. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay,
0: all right. Where do we Where do we even start, Jeff? I. I I don't know. <laughs> I I have been as nice as I can to this new movie. I want it to be good. I want to enjoy it. I I want it to look great. And they just the things that keep
1: leaking. And again, you know, we we are trying to keep an open mind. Yeah. But when I see Leatherhead, when I see Rocksteady and Bebop and Michelangelo figures. Of course, you know, the movie is going to be different, but the figures. Mikey looks like a weird, like, 90s Nickelodeon 2D character. He really does. Just terrible. Like something out of Rugrats. Something or, out of Rugrats. Or Wild Thornberries. He looks like Nigel Thornberry. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> no. He's, he he like, looks like the kid. What's the name of the kid on the Wild berries? The one that's like a like a Tarzan type character. Yeah. The wild kid. Yeah, he looks exactly like that. Yeah. And that it, does not make me happy at all. Honestly, I
0: kind of love that design. I kind of don't. I kind of <laughs> love the Michelangelo figure. Like, Leo's the best looking of the bunch. You see, to me, that looks too much like um, Next Mutation. No. Yeah, no. that's that's what it looks like for me. It's just next mutation,
1: and like Leatherhead's got these like little baby arms and baby legs. It just ugh. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just and Rocksteady's got like he looks like the hunchback of Notre Dame, dude. Rocksteady looks like
0: some sort of impressionist like painting from the.
1: 1600s. I got a better one for you. It's he looks like Danny DeVito in a in a rhino suit. Yeah, that's a great way to put it too. It
0: like it looks like they had to like chop his head off to fit him in the packaging. (sighs) I don't. Just like come on. Yeah, come on. Like I guess there's nothing wrong with rocks or with bebop. Like he's it's he has a tattoo that says wow on his chest. That's fine. Like. There's nothing too wrong about him. L- Raphael looks okay. Donatello looks okay. He's got goggles and a fanny pack. Why d- d- does Splinter
1: have glasses? I I really wish I could answer that question. You, and, you know, I, it's
0: fine. I, I don't care that he has glasses. When I, At first glance, they look like sunglasses, and I was going to have a conniption if there were sunglasses. Yeah. Them being glasses seems very unnecessary, but whatever. It's fine. Leatherhead is a
1: nightmare. It's cool that he's in the movie. Like, I'm going to probably go ahead and predict it now. I'm I, I'm feeling that rise of TMNT design hatred coming. Like, I kind of feel that it's incoming. Uh Maybe. Maybe.
0: Of course, we haven't seen any of these things in motion. We haven't seen any of the, you know, designs like in the movie. Yeah, we haven't even seen the freaking trailer. Like so. every everything is kind of abstracted out. That's what that's what Rocksteady looks like. He looks like an abstract painting, um, yeah. or some or some sort of hieroglyphic. Um, we haven't seen anything. In the, It's everything's been like an abstracted out version of these characters, of these these character models. And Playmates has been notoriously bad at translating movie figures. Yeah. Even the figures from the the terrible Michael Bay movies were worst. They, they were way worse than the Michael Bay. Characters.
1: I don't know. I'd say those were kind of
0: equal. <laughs> like. Obviously, we both hate those designs, but if you are a fan of those designs, those figures did not do those designs justice. No. So maybe, maybe that's the case here. Maybe. I don't know, though. Uh, Let's talk about Superfly for a moment. I mean, that's got to be Baxter. Let me just put it so it needs to be Baxter why would you create another fly character yeah and it not be baxter yeah so you know this may all come out in the wash and we'll figure it out when we see the movie but dude like some of these like i I've, as i look at them i'm not going to say i'm coming around to them but they're there's only a few just complete war crimes
1: In these pictures. They are things that exist. Uh, Yeah. Like, Like, these could be prototypes. You know, these could not be final, final, final pieces, maybe. I don't know. These things have, like, item numbers and
0: serial numbers on them. They look pretty final to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I gotta close this window. I can't look at this anymore. I Again, I want to like this movie. I like Seth Rogen. I... I think that they're going the right direction, making them teenagers. I, I like the music selection. I might even like the design. If we, if, if they're going with something like Mitchell's versus the machines, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, This, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's move on that. And and I
1: guess, I guess I'll,
0: you know, some of these apparently have been copyright stricken down, uh, which I I don't blame them. I'm, it's like six months before the movie comes out. We're not supposed to see those. You yeah. know, but whatever. Uh, that does it for news, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That is everything. Um, I guess shoot us a, a message. If you, if you have strong opinions about those figures, I'm going to try to include it in the show notes and hope it doesn't get taken down by Playmates. I'm I have very mixed feelings, as do I. Yeah. Um, we have a main topic. We do. Yeah, we always have a main topic. Uh, But before we go or before we dive into that main topic, what do we do next, Jeff? Take a potty break. (laughs) (laughs) I was I was fishing for like some big it's time for a break.
1: So, for nothing we we got this is time for a Kit Kat break
0: and we're back
1: uh so during the
0: break jeff i it it I thought about the holothon, okay, and it occurred to me there's these uh, all of these releases are probably gonna sit on shelves for a while. I would imagine probably like the only one i see kind of flying off the shelves no pun intended is Rhino Man and Mighty Hog and probably Usagi Ojimbo but the rest of them are kind of obscure
1: yeah i mean it's really a target for collectors ha pun intended <laughs> um, so
0: yeah yeah like there there there's not a If you if you don't count the accessory set or the last Ronin, there's not a Ninja Turtle amongst any of these main ones. It's So weird. Yeah, it's fine. Look, I've got enough Ninja Turtles. It's it's just really weird. Okay.
1: Well, Jeff, what is our main topic? We are diving into the Saturday morning adventures of the TMNT. Yeah, so what at this point, eight months ago,
0: they announced that IDW was doing a mini series of Turtles books set in the cartoon shows universe mm-hmm. under the brand Saturday Morning Adventures. Now, I've since learned that this isn't the only title that they have that they've branded with Saturday Morning Adventures. Hmm. Apparently they're also doing a Dungeons and Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures line. Okay, my interest is peaked. Uh, yeah, I figured it would. Uh, I I've, I just stumbled upon that when I was going through the previews online. So I don't I don't know how deep this Saturday Morning thing goes. There might be other other titles. It would be cool if there was like a Sonic the Hedgehog one. But I'm a little offended that that it's not a th- like I was expecting it to be a Turtles thing. It's like, oh, Saturday morning. It's Turtle. No, it's just a sub brand, and I don't like that. Yeah. I Me- mean, I
1: can get on board with that. They'll probably do. Oh wait, they don't have Transformers or GI Joe anymore, do they? Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Because that would have been awesome. And it- go for Ghostbusters. No, I'm I'm on board with this. The whole thing. <laughs> whole, <I'm on laughs> the whole train. I I the, the idea
0: is it like it's a winner. But just the fact that it's just a, it's a sub brand of IDW rather than a a book specifically for
1: the Ninja Turtles, it bugs me. Well, I mean, think about it like this: if these did well, which I think they did, um, you know, who knows? They could do a you know full run. I well, I definitely don't want that. Uh, I I most certainly do. <laughs> Uh,
0: and apparently they did well enough because they announced, they just showed up in previews, that another miniseries is coming. Ah, so you told you. Called oh, yeah. it, even called it. Yeah, uh, of course, of course it did well. But this is a four-issue miniseries released by IDW in the past few months, uh, and it shocked me that it was only four.
1: That is a little surprising. I guess maybe to kind of test the market maybe but like all the other stuff they do is either five or six so
0: yeah. but hey it's very odd we're getting more anyway so that's true it's i wonder if the new one's gonna be four issues as well doesn't matter we'll cover it when it's done yeah uh and let's see jeff let's i guess just jump right into it
1: um What'd you think? This is a really weird release. What did you think of it? I I absolutely enjoyed this. Like in my head, because I don't know about you, but when I read it, I I heard all the cartoon voices. Oh, you you too? Yeah, I that's
0: exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could not help. I could not help, but like reading it with the Michelangelo voice. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was wondering if if you did that, too. Oh, definitely. I will praise the writers and, 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 and everything on this book. They successfully translated the attitude and story approach of that original cartoon to the page. Oh, most definitely. Like this is, dare I say, a better adaptation of the TV show than the original Archie comics.
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, it started out, you know, as kind of adapting the show, and then it kind of went its own direction, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, you know, like a like a tie-in. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, this yeah. definitely is more of like, hey, let's continue those Turtles adventures.
0: Yeah, like, once... <laughs> Once Dean Claren and team were on their own, they dropped a lot of the, the goofiness of the cartoon. They mm-hmm. they dropped a lot of the, the uh, breaking the fourth wall. They felt they had to tell an actual story rather than just kind of screw around for 20 pages and then release it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, golf clap, mission accomplished, you did exactly what you were trying to do with mm-hmm. this series, however, I don't know if I like this say what yeah, um I don't know like th- I guess we should say this up front it's four standalone stories it's it's not a mini series where there's an you know art overarching like anything it's Pick up one book, read it, and have a good time.
1: I mean, I get why it's like that, you know, because back in the day, you didn't really have a lot of connecting stories and stuff uh, on Saturday morning because, you know, reruns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, but if there were connecting stories, you would, you know, subsequently see the next one, you know, the next week or whatever. Um, so I I kind of get that one off, you know, feeling with these issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just.
0: Who are they marketing this to us? Are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this would be perfect if they were actually marketing it to children.
1: It can be both. It certainly it most certainly can be both.
0: Right. But let's say the target audience is a nine-year-old. Yeah. An eight to nine-year-old child. When are they going to be in a comic shop? It just depends on your area, I guess. Like, comic shops are kind of turning into, like, havens for, you know, 25 to 55-year-old nerd boys. Which, there's nothing wrong with that, that demographic. It's just... If you really wanted to market these to children, you'd find a way to get them into stores at like a much larger distribution like but the like the archie was and and there's not really a channel for that in not, modern publishing yeah uh now it once, just it depends on your location yeah like if the, let's say these were on a newsstand at Barnes and Noble, yeah. That's perfect. That's where these need to be. And once these are collected, I'm sure it's going to make a really compelling collection for a Barnes and Noble to carry, because Mm -hmm. kids love the comics at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, that's where I would always run when we went to you know Books a Million or Barnes and
1: Noble. But just I don't know. I don't know. Like so, speaking as someone who has. Worked at a bookstore. I used to work at Borders Books. We had a dedicated rack. It was like maybe two or three. Maybe four racks. Yeah. Uh, for comics. And I was like constantly looking. Like Ooh, what's coming in. You know what's. You know what we. Where are we getting. You know. Of course I yeah, don't and, ever see Ninja Turtles comics. But yeah it was. It was. It's just a, a, a. mix of like Marvel and DC. And whatever.
0: And that's where this book would shine.
1: Uh huh. You know.
0: I, I just it's just a really weird product to be on the market because the stories are for children. Like there's, there's nothing risque, nothing like deeply compelling about any of the stories they told in these four books. They're fluff. It's it's Saturday morning fluff. It's exactly as advertised. Mm -hmm. And as a newly 40 year old man, not having a nostalgia for these specific stories it, it it seems either extremely pandering or just way off the mark for the target they're they're trying to write for that's yeah I, I don't I don't really feel that way now that's that's not a condemnation of like the story like the stories are well crafted they're yeah. they bullseye on succeeding at what you're trying to do mm hmm I just don't know if anyone want who wants them to do this.
1: Okay, so let's I don't. <laughs> okay, let's kind of like a, a subvert expectations. Um example. Samurai Jack ran for four seasons. It was arguably, you know, for kids. And then that fifth and final season, it was for adults. <laughs> yes it was. There was blood and everything, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, not saying that the next step would be for this to be more adult or more like the IDW run or the original Mirage run. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you get what I'm, I'm 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 talking about, like, yeah, it, I mean, exactly. Like, I mean I didn't expect it to be any of that. Um but like after I read all of these, I I totally could have just, you know, it I was instantly transported back to having a a sugary bowl of cereal on a Saturday morning, just enjoying a read. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I
0: I guess my nostalgia is is very much linked to those specific stories, that specific animation, the jankiness of those early episodes, you know, mm-hmm. like the pristine drawings and and compositions of these books. It, it, again, it just seems pandering.
1: Uh, see, Again, I don't ever I don't yeah. I never felt that way towards it. Like, I don't I never got that from it. I don't know. Well,
0: let's. Let's go ahead and dive in because there are some good stories here. It like and and I don't want to poo poo it, you know, too much because no it's fun. It's it's fun. So let's look at these. So our first tale is called VR in Deep Trouble, which is a fantastic name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turtles are trying to get out of training with uh, Splinter and Donatello introduces this giant machine that is just sitting in the lair. Seemingly, none of the turtles noticed it was there. That is a big VR machine for them to, you know, put helmets on and train in video games. Splinter is like, I guess we can try this once. Not a fan. They get in there, and it's a video game with a bunch of their enemies in it, including the Shredder. The the game they're trying to win is Capture the Flag. Well, when they lost Capture the Flag, it kicked them into individually into games that mirror a lot of retro games that me and you will be very familiar with. And they have to win those individual games to get back to the Capture the Flag in order to get out of the VR simulation. They have to win the Capture the Flag game. And let's see... Raphael, he gets thrown into... I'm going to say this is like a Donkey Kong style game where soda bottles are thrown at him. Almost like a Wreck-It-Ralph type thing. Yeah, which Wreck-It-Ralph is just a Donkey Kong ripoff. Right. Yeah. Um, Leonardo's in a fighting game. I guess that's what it looks like. He's uh, in tournament uh, fighters. Yeah, tournament fighters. Uh, Michelangelo is... She, he's fighting Tempestra. Yeah. Uh... Donatello is in basically Mario Kart. Yep. And they have to, you know, they work their way through all of those to get back to the Capture the Flag. When they get back to Capture the Flag, there is a murderer's row of Ninja Turtles enemies waiting for them. That includes Bebop and Rocksteady, Toka Razar, a pizza monster, Chrome Dome, Baxter Stockman, uh, that dirt bag, and. Ground Chuck, Ground Chuck, Is it Slash, thing? yeah, Slash, Krang. It's it's quite the group. Uh, we also see Scum Scumbug and yeah. Wingnut on the next page. Wingnut and Screwloose, a Triceraton. It's it's a bunch. Uh, even uh, what was that? Oh, Alpha One, that that weird rogue Foot Soldier. He shows up and uh, Mutagen Man mutagen man. It's, it's just all of the, all of these old characters just kind of pop out of nowhere. Even, even Lotus Blossom is there. And was it smash smash? Yeah. From the, from the crooked Ninja turtle gang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finally, Michelangelo gets the captures the flag. They successfully exit the game. Uh, when they get out, April has shown up with some pizzas, uh, and she brought a new video game for them to play, which immediately gets nailed to the wall with one of Leonardo's swords or one of Leonardo's katana because they don't want to play video games anymore. Yeah. This story is adorable. It is. Uh, It gets a lot of points in my book just for how deep the cuts are. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, like the inclusion of Tempestra, the inclusion of... uh. Alpha one and Chrome dome, like all of these characters that you're not going to see very often anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's cool. And the, the the logic of course, never quite works when you're talking about old Ninja turtles uh, stuff. Like what stops them
1: from just taking the helmets off? Well, it's always kind of like that, that rule of thumb with like VR and anything. Like if you just, take the helmets off their brains are connected you'll fry them you know. <laughs> or you know you can't just do that because your consciousness is in the computer you know it's just a weird it's, it's, it's sci-fi it's sci-fi stuff
0: man. It's, it's a weird trope that doesn't make any sense yeah but
1: it's fine uh what'd you think i really enjoyed this because uh, you know me being a big video game guy um, and it, it reminded me of, there was an episode of the, of the 80s cartoon where they had kind of like a VR helmet type episode. Um, it wasn't like quite put into video games, but they could, you know, kind of like a mini Deck type situation, um, uh, via the, you know, the helmet, um, uh, a lot of, a lot of Easter eggs. You know, all throughout, there's nods to Mario Brothers. There's nods. You mean, you mean Nuggets? Nuggets, sorry. Nuggets.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it, now, now that I look at Leonardo in the Tournament Fighters game, he's posing just like Leonardo in Tournament Fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. Quick question Is there a Tournament Fighters level with a big toad in the background? Yes, there is. I think I just made a connection. One of the Pantheon members in the IDW series is a giant royal-looking toad. There you go. Oh, my God. Yep. How did I miss that?
1: Well, there's a lot, man. There's a lot to keep up with.
0: IDW pulled a character out of the background of an obscure 90s video game.
1: Not obscure anymore. Everybody's been playing it, dude. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <sighs> okay, continue. Um, I it, this just really makes me want a Ninja Turtles like full cart game. I mean, yes, we have Nickelodeon Slime, whatever. Um, <laughs> Racers, but I want a full like Ninja Turtles cart with like every turtle's character. Uh, yeah, there's enough characters. They could
0: totally do a Ninja Turtles one. And they already have someone making cart racer games for Nickelodeon. Why is this not happening? Right? Come on, guys. <sighs> yeah, it, it it is full of nuggets. It's full of, uh, you know, obscure characters. It's exactly what this book should be. You know, just. <laughs> just basically, you remember this person, huh? You remember this person, huh? Yeah. Just over and over and over.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got anything else before we move on? I love how in the the Mario Kart stage that like on the the billboards you can see like images of the turtles from their like unusual like figure releases like like Davy Crockett or Frontier Raphael. Um, I don't want to say was it cause, it's been forever since I've looked at these figures, but like it looks like Despero, you know, Desperado, Donatello, you know, Cowboy Don uh,
0: mm-hmm. is on
1: another uh, billboard. I don't see any of the other ones, um, but that's just that's really cool. I really like that a lot. Um. Oh yeah, and and <laughs> and Michelangelo uh, when he's fighting I'm like. And he's like, isn't there like a secret code? It's like up, up, down, down. Wait, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I
0: love that. So I I, I saw uh, a, um, a a nugget that you didn't,
1: Jeff. Well, I wasn't finished, but go ahead. Let's see if you. Oh, no, no, you, no. You go ahead because I want to know if I saw it and you didn't. The uh, the video game at the end being like, was it Flying Rooster 3? It looks like Mario Brothers 3. Uh, when Donatello was on the, the Turtle Comet looked like, um, it was a nod to the old, like, LCD handheld game.
0: Oh, like the Tiger, Tiger
1: handhelds? Yeah, except this one was done by Konami. Oh, I don't think I've ever played that. It's terrible. (laughs) Well, every one of those was terrible, so. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. It doesn't have a back for it, but um, I don't know <laughs> if it's been corroded or whatever, but I used to play the crap out of it.
0: All right. All right. Well, my my uh, my nugget is on the first page. Uh, the first panel where April is you know, speaking to, to the camera in the background, the building says Levine's Arcade. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh huh. That is clearly a nod to Steve Levine, the writer and illustrator—more, uh, eh, more the writer—of the original Team and T Adventures. Uh, he had a pseudonym of Dean Claren. That's
1: right. So, oh, one more nugget: uh, when the turtles are plugging into the uh, the VR machine, there's a character select screen, and it's from the Turtles arcade game. Yep.
0: Yep, this, th- that's what this book is. It's just a bunch of nods, yep. which is cool. It's cool. But we have to move on, Jeff. We do. We do. Issue number two. This one is called For Those About to Rock. Starts out with Shredder in Dimension X. He is asking Krang to send him... Or no, Shredder is on Earth. Krang is in Dimension X. He's asking Krang to send him... Uh, an army to help defeat the turtles because apparently there's a scientist who has invented a, a, a weapon that will give every anyone an advantage uh get or give an army an advantage during a war right uh Krang is like I'm not sending you anything here's one rock soldier uh he comes through the portal and he's ready to you know ready to work uh <laughs> April is interviewing a Dr McGuffin great name (laughs) when bebop rocksteady and the shredder show up to steal the invention dr mcguffin has made uh it is basically a ray gun with they haven't really specifically said what it is but it's a ray gun the turtles just happen to be in the blimp nearby and so they drop in uh to foil the bad guy's plans the the gun then immediately turns into a MacGuffin. And everyone is trying to get it. In the process of the fight, the rock soldier shows up and gets and and they break the, the ray gun. Michelangelo and the Rock Soldier, they're both affected by the breaking of the gun. So basically, whatever the gun does is now affecting them. Hmm. Dr. McGuffin immediately says, it was never a weapon. It was designed to help people see. The other side of the argument when they're, you know, fighting in an aggressive manner to stop war, which is the opposite of what Shredder needs it for. The rock soldier escapes, and so the turtles have to find him. Uh, the rock soldier found his way to a rock concert, and he was crowd surfing, which is real dumb. Uh, the turtles have to infiltrate, and the bad guys, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady, are showing up to try to get their rock soldier back. Uh, A fight ensues. And of course, the turtles win, as they always do. The effects of the of the ray are scheduled to wear out very soon. All the rock soldier wants to do is rock because that's the theme of the book for those about to rock. Mm hmm. And. He decides, you know what? I want to be a good guy. While I still am under this, you know, the spell of the gun, uh, and he starts fighting against the bad guys and eventually turns his back on Shredder in dimension Q uh, as he lets the effects wear off. It's it's a touching little end. Um, but he didn't get to rock, did he? No, he didn't. Like what you said, he's rocking on the cover.
1: It's a little disappointing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But th- that's issue two. Uh, it's not as good as issue one. Um, There's a lot of really cool stuff. Like the turtles have a whole s- section where they're in street gear, which is really, really dope. Yeah. And the idea of a of a ray that is ba- basically makes you empathize with the person you're fighting with is, like, the most useful thing I can imagine that we
1: will never invent. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, that, that weapon's definitely, or that, that gun is definitely needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoyed this one, you know. It's, uh, I, I enjoyed the first issue a bit more, but it's, you know, we get, you know, the Artem in this has been in fa- fantastic. Um, True. You know, like the upgrades, we got a, some upgrades to the, the turtle blimp, <laughs> got a jet engine on that bad boy. <laughs> That's um, true.
0: That's true. Or no, I'm sorry. The turtle glider. Turtle glider.
1: Um, so I do, you know, they're like, why are we flying this thing? <laughs> you know, I like that they're poking fun at it. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just fun. Um. I, I like the, the rock soldier guy, and it's, it's it's like a fun, you know, just funky story. Um, yeah, I like that it wasn't Trag or Graniteur. Yeah, it's like a, like a completely new guy. Yeah. Um, I love the Street Gear Turtles. Uh, of course, you know, anytime Turtles in Disguises, that's always fun. <laughs> um, I like seeing it. And it's not like... It's not overly goofy, like you see the turtles having you know serious looks on their faces and there you know there's some action beats uh you know which is which is nice um so it kind of has that like first season feel aesthetic to it to where yeah. they're you know a little bit more uh serious than like super jokey, which you know I'm a fan of um it's it's interesting that. The um, It looks like the um, the lab where Dr. McGuffin is. It looks very similar to um, Secret of the U's, and the doctor kind of looks a bit like David Warner. He does. He does. Did you catch where he worked? Yeah. Yeah. At, at
0: TCRI. Which, for the record, TCRI was not in the original cartoon, to my nope. knowledge. Nope. Yeah, and and that's not something that I that I mentioned in the first issue. the ter- The art is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. It it does evoke the original cartoon. It is a it, it's the design that you're looking for when telling these kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Shredder looks
1: great.
0: Yeah, I have no complaints about how this
1: stuff looks. Yeah, but I do have one complaint because we like we get Mikey with his grappling hook. I'm like, dang it. Come on, <laughs> it's not like he doesn't have his nunchucks. Yeah,
0: you know. It, it, yeah, I know, but still, it's just like it, it, can, it annoys
1: me. It could be seen as a nod to the you know years that he had his grappling hook. Yeah, but then in a couple of panels over, you see Leonardo having a grappling hook. So they all have them. So I that's I guess that's kind of a trade off.
0: Yeah. Well there's an alarming number of panels where they, they aren't using weapons at all. Yeah. Which I guess is exactly how the original cartoon went. So yeah. Yeah. that's again, it's these books are exactly what they're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's fun. Uh, not a huge fan of this issue. Uh, you know how I like things with, you know, I like things that are serialized and, and one-off stories Tend to not stick in my brain very well. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, you ready for issue three?
1: Uh, let me see if there's any nuggets besides what I mentioned. Um, uh, you do you do see an ooze canister, um, on one of the panels where uh where Mikey is uh struggling with the the rock soldier yeah it's like right behind him and i was like hey you guys probably need to take that wing." um <laughs> they don't need it i just like the idea of there being more than just like the you know your typical oh it's the same two rock soldiers yeah I was like we need more of these guys um the there's a panel like towards later on where they're uh they're at the concert and just Thrum just like totally like left hook shredder like hard i was like oh man that was a sweet sweet panel i like that yeah uh you know, we get like a you know a very important lesson by master splinter at the end which was really cool
0: yeah, they've, they've done a really good job of, like, having Master
1: Splinter at the end always like, so, huh? Yeah, because yeah. for, those, for those of you who, who didn't grow up in the 80s and the 90s, uh, at the end of an episode, you would be greeted with a, you know, a lesson of the day or a science lesson or, you know, morals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, you learn stuff. <laughs>
0: All right. Let's go with issue 3. Issue 3. Issue 3, super Casey. I'm going to take a moment to point out the the like the the title page with all the writers and the artists it being styled like the like, like the title card of the original cartoons. Yeah. That's really good too.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I I forgot to mention the one in the last issue. Um that was a, a nod. Are you familiar with with high fidelity? Oh, the RCA thing. Yeah. Is it RCA or was Maxwell? It? Maxwell. Yeah. With oh, yeah. 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 You guys Google that. <laughs> Maxwell, Maxwell high fidelity.
0: fidelity. Yeah. Which is a that's a very old marketing campaign for what cassettes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, super Casey. So it opens up with Casey just beating the crap out of some thugs who were breaking the law, which in the original cartoon is kind of his M.O. And it's revealed that it looks like he has some sort of electricity powers. Uh, April is kind of trying to figure out what's going on, and the chief of police is like, no, we don't share that stuff with the press. Oh, Donatello is investigating blackouts across the city. Uh, and April, then, of course, that night, she goes out on the town trying to figure out what's going on. What she finds is Casey Jones uh, using electricity powers like he's coal from the infamous games. And so the turtles are investigating the blackouts and they show up and they see Casey just glowing and floating and taking out any lawbreakers he finds. Uh, The turtles immediately learn, hey, Casey was transformed into a superhero by one of Dr. MacGuffin's science experiments on the roof of a building. (laughs) Which I do like the callback to bringing Dr. MacGuffin back. Yeah. Usually it's just some random scientist Having some consistency is nice. I like it. Uh, The Turtles are like, well, you can't just have superpowers. You can't just be beating up jaywalkers. And so they, you know, try to calm him down and take him down and fight him. And they just can't. He's beat. Donatello meets with Dr. McGuffin or the Turtles meet with Dr. McGuffin, and he made a basically a cure, gave it to the Turtles and said, okay, give it to Casey and he'll be fine. But. Casey is refusing to take the antidote and the turtles have a long battle with him, trying to convince him that he needs to, uh, the way they finally convince him to do it is convince him that he is a lawbreaker because he is using electricity from the city that he's not paying for. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the simple minded Casey Jones that he is, Decides I'm gonna take that cure because I don't want to be a lawbreaker. Yep. And then we finish the book with another lesson from Splinter, uh, and a pun with a hero sandwich. <laughs> uh, this this issue was good. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Uh, Casey Jones is a is. He's one of the most popular Turtles characters, but as you and I both know, and as our listeners know,
1: he wasn't that big a deal in the original cartoon. Yeah, he was like in maybe, what, four or five episodes total? Yeah, yeah.
0: So a lot of, like, Casey Jones' history is very misremembered. I like that they stuck to who he was in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. They very easily could have strayed from that and been like, oh, he's, you know, he's the Casey that, you know, from everywhere else. No, this is this is that single minded weirdo who doesn't take his mask off. Yeah, which he doesn't in this book. So it's it's good. I really like it. What about you?
1: I really enjoyed it, too. Um, You know, it's the take on Casey in the cartoon is very much, you know, Clint Eastwood, you know, dirty, hairy, um, esque. And that's anybody that grew up watching those movies or, you know, has parents that, you know, watch those movies like regularly. You pick up on that pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed, um, this, I didn't expect him to be the villain, which was kind of an interesting take. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like I'm the lawbreaker, you know. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> that was a good Casey C- Casey impression Thank for you. the record. Thank you. Um, we've got some interesting nuggets uh throughout here. Okay, throw them at uh, me. So, um, on the page where. Uh, April is trying to talk to, um, I guess it's like the officer. He looks like the, uh, the chief of police from the turtles movies. Okay. All right. Uh, chief Stearns.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's why I refer to him as uh, the chief.
1: Yeah. And then you've got this, like, it looks like he's, a construction worker or whatever guy Um, and one of the panels uh, Michelangelo is playing Game Boy and on the TV screen it looks like the map from the uh, overworld for the NES game that's true Um, and then when April sees Casey floating around the streets there's a mysterious uh, phone booth with some wild stallion tickets flying around for mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a nice little touch there. That one I'll give you. That one's good. Yeah. That's blatant.
0: There's, there's even a, like a antenna thing on top of the phone booth.
1: Yeah. And, um, and then we go back to the page opposite of that on the left. Uh, when Donatello is on the computer, it's, it's blatantly clear. That's the NES, uh, overworld stage. And then, uh, April gives Don a hug. And that's also from the arcade game. In another scene with uh, TCRI, there's uh, like a uh, um, huge field of sunflowers. Um, yep. Just like in the movie. Uh-huh.
0: And, let's... Uh, and in, in the panel directly below that, there's uh, the, the lab that has the mutagen is very reminiscent of the lab in Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, yeah. This one was good. It was, it was good. It was solid. Yeah. So it was a it was a really nice use of Casey Jones's w- weird character. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. So, you want to? Are you ready to move on? We still got a lot to cover. Issue four. Issue four. Big trouble in Master Splinter. That just sounds gross. It's a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo busts into the lair with a passed out Master Splinter saying, help, something's wrong with the, with Master Splinter. Uh, they find out very quickly that it's, he was basically sprayed with a nanotoxin that he inhaled microscopic Mausers. Mm-hmm. Donatello figures this out and Im- very quickly comes up with a turtle van, a party wagon that can be shrank down uh, to inject into Master Splinter's blood. H- they don't really say how he how they got in, but I guess it's through the nose, mouth. Mm. I don't know. So you have a microscopic turtle van traveling through the veins of Master Splinter and they come across white blood cells and Splinter's white blood cells are n- tiny ninja v- rats that are white <laughs> the turtles get out and they're wearing these cool like diving suit things to fight the the white rats uh on their all of this is on their way to the blockage that the Mausers have created. Uh, apparently, not only are there Mausers, but there's a little Mauser creation machine in the middle of his 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 blood vessel, which I would assume is the reason he's passed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at the possibility of infinite mouse infinite tiny Mausers versus a, a, a seemingly infinite white rat cells. So the turtles, you know, they they, you know, they engage the turtles engage in combat while Donatello is trying to figure out exactly what to do. He has no clue. Finally, he puts some wires together and four ninja Mausers pop out of the Mauser creation machine and destroy the Mauser creation machine that was causing all the Mausers to pop out. Now, at that point, Splinter's white blood cells consider the turtles a threat because the Mousers have been taken care of, and they turn on the turtles. They then have to fly out of Master Splinter's nose by April making him sneeze. They get out, and three of the four turtles grow large. Uh, Michelangelo has not, because he would rather hang out in a pizza box. And... Basically have infinite pizza to himself as a tiny little turtle. Uh, Of course, they're going to make him big again once he's done. This one was cute, but doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I liked it. It it calls back to a uh, a lot of stories. It felt like a Magic School Bus episode.
1: I'm going to go a step further and say Inner Space interspace what what but interspace isn't that based on another story uh fantastic voyage that's the one yep with the late raquel Welch yeah um
0: it's it's like the fantastic voyage somehow s- spawned like dozens of other stories of people shrinking down to get and be put inside of people's bodies what's, yeah. what's that like was it osmosis Jones is that what that is or was that just
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. It's like a like a virus cop or something. <laughs> it's, I've seen it. It's it's a cool movie. It's it it is. Uh what'd you think of this one? I got a lot of Body Wars vibes too, for like from the Disney ride. Uh with all the killers. It, again, it it all is the same. It all you know, you get your in the eighties you had your, your typical tropes you had your shrinking episodes um which were superhero episodes yeah plentiful um you know there's a lot of tropes that were carried over through multiple different series um and this makes perfect sense because it fits right in with that saturday morning fun. I was like, what are we doing this week? Oh, we're you know, we're shrinking down and going inside somebody's body and like that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> yeah. They did this on Captain N, the Game Master, uh Germ Wars. That was a that was a great fun episode. So it's all very similar. Um yeah. And uh I, I it's it's delightful. I I really enjoyed uh this one and we get turtles in costumes. We get like kind of like uh Almost, you know, scuba type gear. Yep, yep. Like,
0: I I really enjoy these kinds of stories, you know, because because you can get real clever. Like the the white blood cells being ninja rats is that's cute, that's cool. I like that. But the thought that Donatello just had a submersible that he could shrink down is ridiculous.
1: I mean, look, it could. I mean, the you know the the turtle capsule could like double as a sub, you know, if they needed it. He just happened to have a shrink ray laying around. He just happened to have it. We, I have exactly what we need to fix this problem in like shoved in a cabinet in the back of my sewer room. Yeah, because it's you know it's twenty pages, it's twenty four minutes. You know, right. we got we got just what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And while I absolutely appreciate
0: that wonderful panel of the the Ninja Mausers, that makes no sense. Yeah. No sense whatsoever. It really
1: doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rewrite, rewire this code. Right, right.
0: And inject it with Ninja, like what looks to be like basically the DNA of the turtles. Like where where did it get it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It. Now, I. I would love to see Ninja Mausers in some other story. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Like put put that in the IDW canon. Like I. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the end is cute. You know, it's it's it wraps up real nicely. Yeah. It, it, it. This book. This this one is. It has the same good qualities and the same bad qualities of all of the three before it. Yeah. You know, you're either in for this ride or you're not going to like it at all. Right. Cause anyone who didn't watch the Ninja Turtles as a kid and is now 35 years old is not going to have anything for this book. I don't know. Maybe, maybe no.
1: (laughs) Uh, it, and the thing is, it may be too silly for kids. I see. I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get that feeling that these are too silly because it's still like, you know, the turtles still have that serious looks on their faces when they're fighting and stuff. It's, you know. No, I, I think that I, I disagree.
0: Like, kids are dumb, you know, because they just don't know anything yet. But they're not that dumb. Like, kids will read this and say, where did he get that turtle van? Yeah. And they're not going to get that that's just how cheesy the original show was. Yeah. Like, they won't have the frame
1: of reference. They just don't need to ask those kind of questions in the first place. But they will. That's what kids do. (laughs) Too bad.
0: Especially kids that you're handing a comic book to and you're like, here, read this. Yeah. They'll immediately start poking holes into it just to bug you. Yeah, that does sound. That sounds about right. Kids are the worst. They're great, but they're the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. After after you know flipping through these again, I don't think my opinion has changed. It's it's a really weird. It's weird. I, I, we didn't talk about nuggets. You got any nuggets for
1: this issue? We got some nuggets. Our boy Ace Duck shows up in a in a poster in the first panel. Uh, Arrest Ace Duck with That's Jim nice. Lawson. Ryan Brown and Steve Murphy. Nice. That that's a that's a lot of references in one little shot. <laughs> it is. Uh we get Michelangelo is wearing his weird pizza uh hat. Um obviously this takes place around that time, I would say. So it's a nice little callback. Yeah. Um let's see here. Oh, and what's interesting about these four books is, you know, in the original cartoon, they always use their full names. Um, Except later on, I think around the Red Sky season, they used some of the abbreviations for the first time. Um, We'll get to that. Really? In in due time. Yes, I believe so. Um, They, They
0: didn't refer to Mikey as Mikey
1: in the original cartoon. No, every single episode has been Michelangelo or Donatello or Raphael or Leonardo. Um, wow. Like
0: that. That's a tough fact to. Um, digest. Not to digest to. Verify. But I, I'll take your word that that seems really bizarre. It's
1: very bizarre.
0: Like I- imagine every time I refer to you, I say Jeffrey. Yeah. Like that's uncomfortable. Yeah, for everyone involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's really really weird. Yeah. But we'll we'll get there when we get there. I'm about 99.9% sure about this. We're we're going to get inundated with like,
0: "Jeff's wrong."
1: Look, <laughs> before you 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 go out there doing any of that stuff, you need to realize something. There's a hundred and ninety something episodes of that freaking show. Okay, right? It's Thirty years. Like, is is like, is this a fact that you
0: formulated in your mind based on what you watched, or is this something that someone
1: like verified and you're just quoting it? I had it on in the background one day, and I was like, wait, what did I just hear? Because from time to time, I'll take the the Red Sky season episodes to the shop to play them because they have more action and stuff into them. They're fun. Um, and I could swear that I'd heard it Uh, like that. That's not the weird part. The weird part is they made it to the red
0: sky season without saying Mikey or Donnie or Raph. Yeah. Like that's, what's breaking my brain. Yeah. Hmm. Weird, 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 weird. Yeah. Uh,
1: anything else? (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Oh, a huge, there's, there's two more Easter eggs. Um, nuggets. I would say nuggets. Uh, sorry. Um, the microscope that Donatello is using is Perceptor from the Transformers. Like I recognize that anywhere. That weird looking
0: microscope thing.
1: Yep, that's a transformer. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I would have
0: never caught that in a million years.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you're also not a big Transformers fan like I am. That's true. Um, you can also see above that panel, you can see what was it, the pizza pizza shooter, or the uh, the the um sewer lid shooter, whatever the vehicle was called. Okay, I see it. I see it. Um. All right. And then, of course, you know the nod to you know Baxter. You know who puts their their name on a a, mur- a death machine? Well, B- Baxter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Got any other stuff? Mm. No, nope, no other. That seems to be all the nuggets.
0: All right, all right. Well, this—it's a fun read. All of these are a fun read. I—I I, I don't know if I'm ever, ever going to read them again. That's fine. You know, I, I don't know if—I don't think that's a—a a measure of quality, but I just don't think I will. Um, I'd, read, I'd read them again. So, quick, unrelated story. My son got a new cat. And he named the cat Nugget. Of course he did. Yeah, Having never heard an episode of Shellheads, he just thought it was a cute name. Uh, Yeah, like we're going to, of course, read all the new issues of these and we'll cover them like we cover everything. But I I stand behind the whole who is this for stance, because like in my mind, uh, the 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 reaction that Rise got from you know, classic fans in my mind, Nickelodeon would snap back and like overcorrect and create a cartoon that looked a lot like the original cartoon but was more mature.
1: I would take that in RB exactly because you're
0: supposed to, you're an yeah. adult now, you want the cartoons of your childhood except for you. Like, that's that's a logical grand slam for them, right?
1: Yeah this is not that it's It's, fine it's it's fine. it's it's enjoyable it was fun it took me back to being a kid you know sitting in front of the tv yeah enjoying a relaxing morning with nothing else to do uh well as we said last last episode
0: uh not only are we going to read those four books, but we also have a we have some um some bonus stuff to go over. Some bonus stuff. Yeah, we read some we read some books. We read some more kind of one-off books that IDW has published over the years. And I figured since we were kind of short on books this time, now's the best time to cover them, right? Yeah. The first one we're going to we're going to talk about is the stupidest one of the of the ones that we read, right? Jeff, pull out your 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 copy of the Funko Universe book. Alright. So in conjunction with Funko, the pop figure company, IDW wrote and released a one-shot comic starring the Funko versions of the Ninja Turtles. Big heads and all. Now, as much as I love Funko pop figures. I don't know why this was even published.
1: I I'm not sure either, except maybe to do a cross promotion.
0: Maybe I I don't know. Uh, I remember buying a copy. I think it Toys R Us like as Toys R Us was closing. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe it was just in or it was Ollie's, which is now in the old Toys R Us building. I don't know. Oh, wow. Is it? Yeah, yeah, oh, there's an Ollie's in the old Toys R Us so building. Weird. Well at list, they have toys. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let, let's talk about this one shot. All right, so the Turtles are in their lair, and they don't have breakfast, right? Uh, they're like, what are we going to do? Michelangelo shows up with a box of cereal named Rice Shreddies featuring a decoder ring. Well, they pour the Shreddies out on the table to, you know... Three of the turtles kind of want to eat them, but Michelangelo just wants the decoder ring. Well, he realizes there's not one in the box. Completely uh, sad, saddened by this, they decide, hey, it looks like these were, you know, uh, manufactured or I guess boxed in New York City. Let's just go down to the factory and get us a decoder ring. Cut to the decoder uh, or cut to the factory. And who's running the factory? but none other than Krang and Shredder. And they're manufacturing cereal, and the the decoder rings are brainwave hypnotizing or neural operation probe extoller. Is that what what they were called? And it basically broadcasts a hypnotic message into the person wearing it, and then they can control the whole city using the rings. They are one one serial shipment away from having enough rings out in the public to actually take over the city. The turtles show up in their disguises, which look just great on the Funko pop figures. Mm-hmm. And they very quickly realize, wait a minute, this is the foot clan. They attack and cereal goes everywhere. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady is there eating and fighting. And there's a whole bunch of really adorable action sequences uh, that, lead to the bad guy saying look it doesn't matter if the turtles are here as long as we make our delivery our plans are going to work so that means the fight turns into a car chase a weird technodrome looking truck uh and and the turtle van and they almost run over casey uh the turtles for some reason have an entire back seat full of milk and they decide you know what that's how we're going to beat the shredder they have a bunch of uh Cereal. If we throw milk on the cereal, it will ruin the cereal and it will foil their plans. And all of the the the, the gas bombs that are typically on the party wagon are now f- magically just full of milk. Mm-hmm. And they defeat the shredder by throwing milk bombs into the back of the truck, uh, causing a huge milk explosion, and all of the d- decoder rings being destroyed or at least rendered ineffective by the milk michelangelo gets gets one of the decoder rings immediately realizes wait a minute i'm a turtle i have giant fat fingers uh I, I, this thing doesn't fit on me anyway and so he threw it in the garbage that was labeled cereal box p- prizes uh then the bad guys are captured It is a colossally dumb story, but it is so charming in its in its dumbness that I think I might like the story better than all of the four that we just read before it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one just goes whole hog. Just none of this is going to make sense, but we're going to revel in its dumbness. And it it's it works. It works for me. What do you
1: think? I, this would this I'm going to echo that and saying that and at least the sentiment that this was a lot of fun. Um, this also could have worked as like maybe a baby turtles adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the design of the. What do they call it? Uh, Trucknodrome.
0: That's what it was called. Yeah. The trucknodrome. Right.
1: Just great. Yeah. Um, I I do love trench coats on turtles. It's just it's just it's, it's my favorite things
0: ever. I, I I really want pop figures of the turtles in trench coats. <laughs> I mean, we need it. Yeah. We need it. We need it now. Uh, From... And what's even better than that is these foot soldiers with hairnets on are magnificent. They are. <laughs> It it just proves that whoever wrote this, let's see, the writer was Caleb Golner, Golner, Golner. He gets the point. He gets the humor. It's it's wonderful. And I I love this stupid book. It does. It it shouldn't exist. It's real stupid that was it was even made, but it's it's wonderful. Yeah. You
1: got I, any got any nuggets for for the for the Funko book? Not really a whole lot of nuggets some good action beats uh yeah. throughout uh got a high-speed chase which is always great uh this definitely could have been a saturday morning adventure it really could.
0: i do want to point out that at the time of the release of this book there was no krang pop figure oh yeah and there may not have been a a um uh, Casey Jones pop figure but there probably was Mm -hmm. it was released later the rest of them are pretty in line with what the pop figures look like Craig Mm -hmm. is the only outlier Mm -hmm. but I think that's all I have yeah that's about all I've got as well yeah it's fun I don't even know where. I I guess you can find it on eBay or like secondhand it I can't imagine it's easy to find. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's go to Deviations. Okay, Deviations. Uh, in what year did this come out? In 2016, IDW had like a, like a company wide or a you know a publication wide, a series where a lot of their books had basically a what if story. It's like, we're going to take a crucial point in the continuity that you know and love in the IDW books that we publish, and we're going to say, what if this happened instead of this, right? And that's, that's pretty much what Deviations was about. It was a one-shot, uh, and they did it for, I, I can't remember the other titles, but they did it across the board. But it wasn't a crossover, because none of them you know, crossed over. It was just... I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, They have a quick recap of what actually happened. And and the, the the deviation point here is instead of just Leonardo being taken over by the Shredder via Kitsune's magic, all four of the turtles get brainwashed into joining the Shredder. And instead of Shredder maiming Casey, he killed Casey. So we're starting it with with the turtles, you know, kind of on the ropes or at least sh- Splinter kind of on the ropes. We start the issue with Splinter being relentlessly, ch- relentlessly chased by his sons. Uh, he was given up by Old Hob, and the turtles now know where Splinter is and they're chasing him to capture him to bring him back to the shredder. All turtles are wearing the black mask and costume style that Leonardo had during his time in the Foot Clan. Uh, It's a pretty long fight scene considering what happens in the end. Splinter does get captured and they do return him uh, to the Shredder. There's a lot of back and forth about you're my children. You shouldn't be doing this. Uh, Don't you remember? And the turtles are like, just get him. We got to take him. And they... Like, they draw blood. He is, they pound the crap out of him. Uh, Cut to Shredder on his throne. Um, The turtles return with a limp splinter and basically say, we did it, here you go. Cut to Karai and Alopex, who are kind of talking each other into overthrowing the Shredder's boot clan, right? Uh, Karai is pretty jealous that she very quickly got replaced by the turtles. And Alopex has those underlying, you know, that that underlying hatred that she has for what Shredder did to her family. You know, both of those are kind of pivot points for them. Cut to uh, Casey's dad, who is not really hun right now, but he's Casey's dad. You know, he's, getting absolutely drunk because Casey is dead and he vows revenge on the shredder. Uh, while shredder is giving a speech to his, uh, to his sons, he an- announces that he's going to murder Hamato Yoshi, just as he did, you know, hundreds of years ago, but right before he can do it, slash and hob bust through the door of his, uh, his lair and basically say, Hey guys, we're here to help. Uh, sorry, rat guy, I, we, we, you know, we had trouble with the guards outside. So the whole time, Splinter knew this was going to happen and struck a deal with Old Hob to help when things hit the fan. So an all-out brawl starts up, and Splinter is basically physically useless, and he is communicated with, he communicates with, with Kitsune to try to break his children free of the spell Uh, right after all of this, Hun, Casey's dad, shows up with his, his purple dragon buddies, all of them carrying guns, which is literally guns to a knife fight. Uh, and at that point, Alopex and Karai decide, you know what, now's the time to, uh, take over the Foot Clan, and both of them are murdered immediately. So it's probably probably there's a good reason they aren't in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splinter gets overtaken by Kitsune very quickly, and uh, she was going to eat him in the astral plane only to be stopped by uh, Tang Shen, who was there saying, hey, don't eat my husband. Yeah. So Raphael throws a sigh and you and, and kills not Hun kills old hob like, and old hob is dying and slashes arms, which is kind of baller that, 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 uh, Raphael got to do that or unfortunately had to do that. Uh, around this time is when the turtles finally come to their senses and Kitsune is knocked out as the battle comes to a close. Casey's dad wanders over to a a knocked down shredder and puts a shotgun to his head and shoots him. The shredder is killed by by Hun, which is really cool. And on the last page, the last page, the turtles discover Splinter laying on the ground, uh, barely clinging to life, and he gets his chance to say goodbye as he dies. So it, basically everyone dies that who's left slash. And the, uh, the only people that, sur- that survived were turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's an alarming story that I really have mixed feelings
1: on. What'd you think of this deviation story? This was like, I, I didn't know what to expect. Cause you know, I'm not caught up on a lot of stuff, but I'm like, holy crap. It's like, if 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 they were going to end the book
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like that would be a terrible way to end it but also I'm like what what but it's very much like an alternate reality you know type story and or an alternate take like it's very much feels like like a same as it never was type issue yeah yeah who killed Hun, something
0: killed Hun, I can't, it, it looks like after he shot the shredder, he, oh, I guess he just fell over from his, his, uh, his wounds, so yeah, even Hun died, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely an alternate, you know, future from a, for, from a pivot point in the story, Uh, and this is, you know, you've read the ones leading up to this, yeah, Um, the only thing that I don't like, and I, and I get why you do it. If you're going to say the turtles are evil now, stick to it. Yeah. You know, don't have them be good guys at the end. Like take it, ride the train all the way to the end, to the last station. I do, you know how much I love when the you know, characters get killed in narrative. Like it's, it's fantastic. So I don't mind all these characters dying, but none of the turtles dying. The turtles are still good guys at the end. Like it would have been way more exciting if like Michelangelo got killed. And, hey, come on now. And, and and Raphael ended up just being the bad guy in the foot clan going forward. Like they could have went extremely wild with where this goes. And it, even though they killed a lot of characters, they kind of played it safe yeah yeah uh, but it's but if you're really familiar with everything leading up to this, this is a really fun way to experience an alternate story, yeah, so I don't hate it
1: uh, you got anything else like nuggets or anything? not really nuggets. The artwork is fantastic, yeah, um it really has that gritty like independent comic feel to it. Oh, it does. That's a great way to put that. Yeah. Um, especially in those beginning panels where you see Hob and stuff, there's just like just so many lines and just so much stuff going on. Um, all throughout. And that's, that's probably one of the top things I love about this, this book. And of course, I always, I have always kind of gravitated towards like, you know, evil character takes, you know, in stories or, you know, uh, there's a, you know, an exact clone of you or whatever, or there's like, it's a mirror verse or, you know, whatever it is. I've I've enjoyed (laughs) kind of stories.
0: I'm picturing Leonardo with a goatee, (laughs) right? Right. Uh, the, the opening panels with, with Hob just bleeding from the mouth, like yeah. that sets the tone, man. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. It's 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 a fun read. It's not a crazy long. You know, it it gets to the point. It kills who they need to kill. And I I don't want to say that I want to see the story from here, but it'd be an
1: interesting story to see. Yeah, because like there's nobody left. Yeah. But I think it's just like, you know, it's just a one-off. You know, April's probably still around. Yeah, April's still there.
0: Um man, I <laughs> It's yeah, it's just turtles. And I guess any of the characters they introduced after this would be there. Yeah. Uh so that there are still directions they could go. Yeah. But th- this would be a re- this would be a hard reset of the Turtles book. <laughs> yeah. If this is if if this is where they actually went, so I like it, I like it. Um, but I think that's it for me, man. Yeah. Uh, there's some there's some really cool um, like bonus stuff after the deviations, like story. There's like an an anatomy of a page a layout, so they can show you the the steps in getting it from pencils to the page. Uh, there's also, as you can say, they also did deviations for Ghostbusters, X-Files, Transformers, GI Joe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. It was a five week event. Indeed. Um. Well, that does it. You know, I'm I'm gonna try to throw extra stuff in whenever I can, whenever we have you know a shortage of books that we're reading to knock out some of the the one offs because IDW has done a lot of them and there's a lot of a lot of Mirage one off stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, overall what do you think of 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 our books today this was just a wonderful trip you know down memory lane would i would I like to see a bit more mature takes yes um but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing you know more of this so of course we're getting it so <laughs> um i i really i really enjoyed um these reasons I encourage everybody to to you know go pick up some copies or wait for a trade or you know whatever you is your your reading preference. Yeah, yeah, the trade should
0: be coming out soon, so it'll be easy, digestible and ready to go. Uh well, Jeff, you know what time it is. Next time on Shellheads. Uh, yeah, I know you don't know. I'm not even going to ask you, but it is episode 110. Oh. So, you know, a wise man could figure out that we're doing a character spotlight. Yeah. Any any guesses. It's not a Duck. Don't
1: don't throw that at me. Gummit. On. It's one day. <laughs> <laughs> Have a day. Um dude, there's like over a hundred characters.
0: That's true. And we're not doing a character per se, uh but it is the Triceratons. Oh Yeah.
1: I'm excited. Oh yes. I like the Triceratons. And, and that makes sense because we just covered uh, the 2K12 stuff. That's right. See, see, the timely. It's timely. Right on the mind.
0: Uh, yeah, so that'll be in about two weeks. And where can we find you in that time?
1: As always, Sergio, uh, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade. Um, we have a plethora of uh, different games, retro and, and new uh, all the turtles games you can come check out. Um, we doing uh, weekly Smash Brothers tournaments, birthday parties, uh, retro game restoration, um, and more. Um, if you are not following us on Facebook and on Instagram, please do so so you can uh, keep up with what we're doing. And if you're in the area, please come out and game with us. We'd love to. We'd love to have you. And I want to say I know where we can find you. Where's that? It, on th- all the Shellhead social media platforms?
0: That's correct. Uh, I man those, uh, or I, I guess I shell back those. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Send us a message. Say hey. Uh, like like our stuff, uh, or don't. Just just say you know come by. It's yeah. Shellhead's podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we don't we don't have a Twitter yet. I don't think we're going to do do a Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's uh, kind of going downhill. It's Twitter's rough these days. Uh, it is, but if you have a question for us,
1: um, not any life questions, uh, like I'll know, answer life questions. What are you talking about? Weird hair in places you don't know about? Sure, Sergio will answer that. <laughs> yeah, just send
0: us questions, comments.
1: You know, we'll
0: I, I answer them typically. Uh, otherwise, thank you for listening, and, and thank you for for letting us live our shellhead dreams. And we will see you next time for our Triceratons talk. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. an episode of the Shellhead's podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.